This is the Actors Diet Podcast, and today my guest is my co-founder of ThickDumplingSkin.com, Lisa Lee. Hey, for, hey, hey. For those of you who don't know, I have another blog. I've had it for a few years now. Thick Dumpling Skin is a community for Asian Americans to embrace their bodies, talk about not only our struggles, but our triumphs. Uh, when it comes to dealing with this body image thing. And we are also one of the only resources, probably the only resource for Asian Americans when it comes to eating disorders. So Lisa and I just finished recording our podcast episode two for that blog and thought, hey, why don't I have Lisa on as a guest for the actor's diet, even though you're not an actor? I want to hear about your diet. <laughs> Yeah. what you're eating on a regular basis especially because you just got back from Maui and you said that there was a lot of yummy food there and I want to know um, more about the yummy food that you ate I recently had a guest on who is from Hawaii but she didn't grow up eating any meat or any of like she, she had never even eaten spam before what uh, that's Lily Di Lily Lily Diamond of Kale and Caramel you can listen to that episode um in the archives but yeah she had I was like loco moco no none of that no what so I want to hear about what you ate please yeah. don't tell well, me it was just, <laughs> it was vegan food <laughs> well actually well first of all thank you for having me on I was I was waiting I was patiently waiting for my invite well I we was waiting days. for us to be in the same in the same city <laughs> but uh, then we were like oh Skype has this technology where you can record <laughs> And and sound like you're in the same room. And sound like you're in the same yeah. room. So hopefully that's what it sounds like right now. Yeah, and I'm I'm not an actor, although um, you know I I you know this, Lynn. I was a theater major in college. Yes. So at, at one point, at one point, um, in my younger life. But um, let's see, lots of food. I'm looking at my Instagram feed right now, and um, let's see, we had so so we actually stayed at this uh, really kind of serene um. Uh, like kind of a wellness um, resort where there were a lot of like gluten-free vegan kind oh, of raw okay. food. Um, what was the folks. name of this wellness resort? It's called Lumeria Maui. And I highly recommend it. Um, it's away from the the touristy areas um, in uh, upcountry, which is in the middle of the island. And it's just beautiful. And it's very, very peaceful. So we stayed there. Um, but apparently, you know, that area, like Paia and uh, upcountry is, is a very... Um, known for uh its hippie like feel so definitely a ton of like granola um uh, you know uh flaxseed <laughs> so you know basically what lily was talking about <laughs> right right except that's that's not what we ate um, okay we were, we were surrounded by all of that but my travel mate and i um went and sought out a lot of really good um seafood like we had this um soba noodle dish at uh this place called henna ranch provisions um and uh it had the kind of catch of the day on top of the soba noodles um so not only did it have poke it, it also had um seared ahi tuna mm. um so it was a really kind of refreshing um like lunch uh dish for um your kind of midday and they also had this amazing cinema bun a c cinema bun um 
for dessert. Cinema uh, bun? Cinema? Well, well, it's not the cinema bun. It's like a cinnamon bun. Oh, okay. Right? Am I pronouncing it right? Cinnamon? Like, oh, you're you're thinking like cinnabun? Oh, I'm thinking about a cinnabun, okay. but it's a cinnamon bun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, either way, it was delicious and very um, kind of fluffy, doughy, mm. uh, and not super, super sweet. Um, we went to this one sushi restaurant called Nuka, and it had amazing uh, sushi. We had some oyster shots. Oyster shots are so good. Raw and, oyster? Yeah, and it, it doesn't even taste like there's any alcohol in it. So you can, like, have, you know, five in a row and oh, wait, probably what? just get so drunk. Wait, wait, repeat, hmm. repeat. Oyster shots with alcohol? Yeah, it's like oyster shot, and he has like, I think sake in it, doesn't it? I don't know. I've never done an oyster shot. Oh, you should definitely have an oyster shot. Well, so I it's I don't a I don't drink alcohol, and b I, I don't not a, I'm not a raw oyster person. But what? Yeah, no. I, I know you are or you aren't, and I guess I I'm not. Well, for for those who are, yeah, uh, oyster oyster shots. It's a oyster shoot. Um, it's it's really good. Can you um, explain to me why you like oysters? Because I need to know why. I don't know. I have no idea. I think it's um, it's it's well, people love or hate the texture, right? Yeah. So I think there's a little bit of that that texture. Um, but I don't know. I think it's a very kind of acquired taste. That um, you, you grew up eating raw oysters. I don't think so. I can't remember the first time I actually had raw oysters. Okay. You, you don't remember being like taking one and being like, this is for me. What have no. I been missing out on? No, like I, I don't even remember the first time I had raw oysters, um, but I definitely like it. And yeah, I don't remember at what point. Probably like later on in college, I'm guessing, because like who 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 could afford yeah. raw oysters, right? Like when you were younger. Um, well, I, I didn't start eating sushi, like raw sushi until sashimi until after college when I could. It's not even that I could afford it. I just was presented with the option. Right. And I remember being like, God, this is so weird, but I'll keep eating this. And then by the end of it being like, I think I like this. And then trying it again and being like, I think I like this. It definitely took me a while. And now I love it. Yeah. Um, I think there was like a mental block to get over for me. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I look at all of the things that I do enjoy eating. I love uni. Mm -hmm. I don't oh, know. If see, I haven't, I haven't gotten there yet. I okay. mean, I, I've had it before, but I, I need to try it. I haven't. I'm not getting feet fed uni on a regular basis, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, so, you, think, so you like uni? Is. I do like uni. I like, um, you know, uh, the octopus. Um, Raw octopus or cooked octopus? Both. Oh, boy. Um, I, But, you know, I wouldn't really call myself, like, a very adventurous eater. You sound, you're, you're really not making that clear right now. Yeah. Like you're like, pretty I, darn adventurous like, to me. I, I like I won't eat like you know bugs or insects or anything well, like who's, that. Who's like going around eating crickets? You on know, a there are basis. people that are like eating like scorpions yeah, and that's true, but not not as a regular part of their diet. I don't. No, think. no, no, no. Um, but yeah, no. I think um, most of the offerings in seafood, I'm pretty, pretty interested in. 
Were you always an advent or not? You say you're not adventurous, but I'm going to call you adventurous in comparison to most people I talk to. Um, would you say that as a child you were sort of were you picky eater? What what kind of no were you? no definitely was not. Um, and I think part of that is just you know being raised in my family. Like you're you're you know you have to eat what is put in front of you, right? Which you know we discuss on thick dumpling skin, like um, a lot of. Um, Chinese parents or Asian parents for that matter, you know, expect you to eat everything yeah. uh, that that you're given. Um, so definitely, you know, growing up was not very picky, just kind of ate, you know, what was given to us. Um, what was given to you? Uh, rice, noodles, you know, lots of vegetable dishes, um, beef tendon. Mm -hmm. So maybe that started kind of this texture thing because um, I think – you know, you you also have to, uh, you know, be okay with that kind of slimy, right? That texture yes. of tendons. Um, and I really liked tendons growing up. Um, oh, also the thousand year old eggs. Oh yes, right. That's yes. that's also a very kind of uni like acquired um, uh, taste, and I loved eating that when I was growing up. The, Do you the want to describe? to the listeners what a thousand year old egg is because some people yeah. might be like excuse me you, yeah, you eat you a know. one thousand year old egg yeah so you know that that's a, actually a hard question because i don't actually even know what it is do you know what it is i'm gonna look it up on my phone yeah, right look now it up right now so basically a thousand year old egg is something you eat with um i always ate it with um with shifan with the rice porridge mm -hmm. is that what mm -hmm. you ate yours with yep, yep. it's and, like and something very something like very very um like strong and pungent to go with something that's very bland. Yep. Um, let me see here. Uh, what is a thousand-year-old <laughs> It sounds like it sounds like we're asking the questions to cover the mysteries of the earth. Because well, we've you know we've had it for such a long time. Like yeah. it's always been a part of I've our never culture. Thought about that... what it is. What is the difference between a hundred a thousand a hundred year old? I just I just took off a couple hundred years off of it. What is a thousand year old eggs? Um, how is that different than the one that's you know you know what I'm talking about the one that's very salty. Oh um, yes, is that the, just called right. salty egg? Yeah yeah yeah, that's called a, a salty egg. Um, aptly so, named salty it, egg because it is salty, salty AF. It's okay, so, so salty. It says, um, the internet says that they make a mix of ash and horse pee. Although, oh my god, although, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. Although, I'm gonna die. I'm dying. <laughs> You just although, said ash on, and horse pee, and we're supposed but, but, to be okay with this? But this is like, this is the, I think, the mixture from a long time ago. Oh, I god. don't think what they use they? Oh, my god. horse pee anymore. Um, but anyway, so they, they make a mix of ash and horse pee, like from a long time ago. And then they cover the eggs by this, this mix and then put them into the ground for about 100 days. So kind of like the way that you think about making kimchi, mm -hmm. like put them in a jar, right? Like, and then they go through the pickling process. So this is what the eggs themselves go through. So fermented egg. Exactly. Please, please tell me that the ones we're eating are not made of ash and horse pee. Uh, definitely not horse pee anymore. Ash. I'm okay with ash, actually. So there's a pretty strong, like, smell of, um, ammonia, um, and it's, I don't know, I, it's, you know, people will keep saying that it's like, oh, this, like, really weird thing, but, you know, I think it's important to remember that for a lot of people, like, it's a part of our culture, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, to not, you know, like, 
freak out about <laughs> like what somebody might be eating in their diet. Um, actually, I think a lot of people in China actually see it as a as a staple, as a part of their staple, because they do eat it with um, porridge. Yes. Uh, and uh, and tofu. porridge is like, you know, our oatmeal in America. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So it probably started with just being accustomed to eating things like, you know, this egg, like tendon, you know, tribe, like, right. So um, having, um, uh, I guess it's like regularity. So when I did start to eat, you know, oysters and sashimi and things like that, it didn't feel uh, texture wise any different. Um, when you were a kid, did you ever wish that you were eating, quote unquote, more American food? Y yeah. Oh, definitely. Like when I was going to grade school, there was a, a huge uh, McDonald's right across from the school. Oh, and I was always so jealous that um, some of the uh, parents would drop off Happy Meals for <gasps> their kids for lunch. I know. Um, and I would always have, you know, the tin can with like leftovers from like the night before. It's like fried rice, right? Yeah. Uh, that you have to heat up and, um, was so jealous. Um, and you know, now looking back, it's like, God, I was so ungrateful. Like my parents actually took the time to make me food. And these days that would be, you'd be like. Spoiled. Clean of the <laughs> playground. I'll right. Totally. <laughs> I'll yeah, trade you that artisanal like, fried rice. Seriously. <laughs> um, but definitely, you know, I went through that phase when I was in, in Taiwan growing up. And then um, as I uh, uh, moved to South Africa with my family, you know, I definitely experienced a lot of things that I think Asian American kids experience here, which is getting made fun of um, on the playground. Or anybody really who's not white, you get made fun of for like, the things that you eat, right? Like, uh, ew, you eat seaweed or... Um, so I, there were definitely times when I was like, please just buy me the Hot Pocket. <laughs> so in South Africa, they had Hot Pockets? Uh, no, they didn't. Oh. So here they did. Oh, okay. but, but in South Africa, there was the equivalent of the Costco. I was like, please just make me, you know, the ham cheese sandwich or like make me the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Is that what South or African children were eating? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of like panini style grilled cheese sandwich with like um, tomato slices. Mm. Like that's kind of the, the regular lunch. And you were still getting fried rice. Oh, I was still getting just all kinds of weird things. Like, I don't know. Um, yeah, like leftovers or, you know, seaweed packets. Um, Your parents found it easy to get that kind of food in, in South Africa? Uh, I think there's like what they bring over from Taiwan. Oh, how, uh, what, were, what were they bringing over? You, you just like, you know, the seaweed packets, right? Oh, like okay. the, the snacks. Um, but yeah, eventually I think we just transitioned to like, just give me money. Let me buy my own food. <laughs> um, because it was the, the tuck shop, which is what we call the um, convenience store on campus run by the PTA, you know, club, booster parents. Uh -huh. uh, yeah. So definitely went through that phase of like, just give me some normal food, please. <laughs> and you cook, don't you? Oh, yeah. I, I don't know if I would call myself a cooker. <laughs> <laughs> Last night, I actually tried. Um, so my friend Linda taught me how to use um, uh, this like 
miso glaze uh, that she was like, oh, you can use this um, for salmon. And um, it's really easy. It's like miso packets plus some vinegar plus some uh, maple syrup, um, some oil. And um, uh, because I didn't have any salmon, I had some like chunks of um, beef. Mm -hmm. I just kind of used the glaze on the beef Mm -hmm. uh, and I tried to broil them. Um, They were okay. I think they were a little bit too broiled, um, Uh but they were all right. I'm experimenting. (laughs) I'm not I'm not an expert on on meat so I can't help you there but I would think that if you grilled it maybe Yeah, I think I should those... have grilled it or like maybe stovetop kind of pan cooked them. Yeah. Instead of putting them in the oven or um, braising them and then yeah. using the glaze on top. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I still have a lot of experimenting to do. I think my level of cooking is like I make really good breakfast. Yeah. Uh, I know how to go- do like good spaghetti, mm. um, and then and that's that's about it. Who taught you how to do good breakfast, good spaghetti? Good breakfast, I have to say, probably learned it from an ex boyfriend. Uh, taught me how to make really good scrambled eggs. How do you make your scrambled eggs? So I do. Um, uh, uh, I add some. Um, what is it? Uh, either cream, like w- heavy whipping cream, mm-hmm. or, uh, or or milk. Now um, you're I know, talking. Yeah, I know you did it with butter, right? Mm-hmm. I like uh, I like a I like a combo of butter and um, and oil sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So I do olive oil, um, and then you know, in my scrambled eggs, I I do some cream um, and then pepper. Sometimes I put in a little bit of rosemary. Oh. And then, you know, medium heat, when you put it in the pan, um, where it kind of starts to cook, like from the bottom, right? And then I basically just take a spatula and I slowly kind of scrape them, um, uh, like scrape up the the cooked pieces Mm -hmm. so that it it has a really kind of like fluffy feel to it once it's cooked. Yeah, we like that fluffy feel. Yeah, 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 yeah. So breakfast is is my favorite meal of all time. Like I will eat breakfast for any meal any day. Savory or sweet? Definitely savory. Are you are you not a sweet person? Not really. I feel like I kind of overdosed on sugar when I was a kid, uh-huh. and now I'm just not. Yeah, like you know, because you know I work in tech companies, and tech companies like have you know just chocolate bars and and sweet crap everywhere right <laughs> like in the in the kind of snack kitchens and stuff like that and i can tell you probably i can count on my fingers like how many chocolate bars i've had in like you know 10 years of working in the tech industry wow that's crazy to me well you know it's funny because um i did if you look on the actorsdiet.com and search facebook the facebook diet yeah, it was when you worked at Facebook and I came to visit you there and I like just went bonkers. I was like, yeah. and here they had they had that 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 ice cream that I love. For, that's from San Francisco. It's mm-hmm. called It's It. Is that yes. what it's called? Yep. It's, it's, it, it's It. It's It. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. What a cool name um, that was there. And then I remember you guys just had like every few feet there were just like Lara bars. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> right. It was amazing. In addition to like two cafeterias. Yep. 
Yep. And I don't know if you were around when we opened up the sweet shop. We opened no, up a bake shop. I would shop. have remembered that. Excuse yeah, yeah. me? There was a bake. Tell we me, opened Laura. up a, a bakery. Um, it's like a small bakery and every day there's like different kinds of baked goods, like pastries. I mean, it's nuts. Um, so thank goodness I'm not really a sweet person. I would say I'm much more of a kind of a key lime pie, like tart. Ah. Um, I like that, you know, margarita, sour Skittles, um, kind of a, a taste. Were you a Sour Patch fan as a child? Yes. Yes, definitely. I, uh, uh was also a sour worms <laughs> fan um but i don't need a, a lot of it i kind of just need like i want to eat like one or two to kind of fulfill that taste yeah um but yeah uh, other than that not really a sweet person interesting but i do love pancakes though okay yeah the, the I think are you a master at the, pan- at the pancake as well no no i'm a horrible pancake maker really <laughs> That's interesting. I'm just a horrible cook in general. I don't. It's really, you. it's really bad. But I think it's because I have parents who are really good cooks. What you, know? you should, you should get a lesson. I know, but but it, you know how it is. It's like hard to learn from your parents, right? They're just like, oh, there's no recipe. You just do a little bit of this. You do a little bit of this, and then you just randomly go to the grocery and you see something, you pick it up, you buy it, and then you just cook it. And I'm like, I can't, like. Give me something to write down. Like, how do I document this? And they're always like, eh, yeah, you just kind of, yeah, just like throw it all there. And you cook it till it's done and you put right. in just enough and you. Right. <laughs> exactly. And then, yeah. And then it looks, you know, beautiful. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Didn't learn any. I try to learn. Uh, I try to learn. What is it? The three cup chicken. Yes. Dish from my parent. And I like watched intently for like an hour and I didn't learn anything. I was like, wait, you're going way too fast. I don't understand what is happening right now. So I gave up. Where did they learn to cook? I, they probably would say the same thing. (laughs) Like, well, I think uh, my dad grew up kind of, you know, by himself. Um, His parents, my grandparents weren't really around. So I think he kind of just learned how to cook, you know, um, by himself. Um, My mom probably learned it from, uh, my grandmother, um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know how 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 did your parents learn how to cook? I think my mom just learned a few dishes, and that was basically like, and then she just did it on repeat, mm-hmm. and then applied those same techniques to everything else, every other type of vegetable, every other type of meat. Yeah, my yeah. father was much more like my mom's like a like an experimental cook, and that she'll like you know, take chances. Whereas my father was like, he made great uh, pork chops. He made great uh, spaghetti and that was it. It was yeah. like he did like, <laughs> two things and he did that them really like well. sounds like me. And he actually was able to um, tell me how he did things. Like I still remember to this day when he made his spaghetti, he was like, he was like, my secret is that I use the whole onion. <laughs> So to this day, when I'm chopping an onion, I can hear my dad's voice saying, like, my secret. And I, like, feel weird not using the whole onion because, you know, that was his secret (laughs) to making things taste good. Use the whole onion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think he and I would have gotten along. I think he would have liked me because I only make two dishes and and, and I'll use the whole onion. (laughs) Well, what about where you work now? What is the scene um, at Pandora? 
it, it's uh so we don't have cafeterias like oh. um Facebook does. Um, but, you know, I, I actually really like that because one of the things that it does allow the employees to do is to go out into the community and support um, the local business owners. Um, so we're based in downtown Oakland. Um, so we are in a community, in a very vibrant community of like food makers and, and all of that. Whereas, you know, Facebook was more kind of in a swampland by itself, right? So there, there really weren't any options. Um, so my favorite kind of couple of places that I like to frequent, um, is, uh, Taiwan Bento. That's You have nice. to come visit me because Taiwan Bento is this new spot that opened up near us. It's actually owned by Willie and his wife. Um, and we went to high school together. Oh, isn't that crazy? Like such a small world. Did you know that when you walked in? Yeah. 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 Um, no, wait, I did not know that. I did not know that until um, I saw him and we caught up and I was like, oh, that's crazy. Um, such a small world. Um, there is a place called Suya Grill, which is right next door to Bento. Um, and they do uh, African-Caribbean um, meats and vegetables and things like that. Um, there's a, I, I think it's Singaporean or Malaysian food. Uh, it's called Hawker Fair, which is close by. Um, but anyway, all of the the businesses, they love us. They, they love the Pandora employees. Um, we are definitely a revenue income for them. Yeah. Um, so that feels really good to know that, you know, every day we're kind of, you know, being fed by um, these these people who love to make food. And, and it's, you know, it's their living. So how big is the company? We are about a thousand people in Oakland wow, and two thousand people um uh just company wide, like international and across the US. Yeah. You travel a lot. I do. I do. Do you yeah. have like favorite travel snacks? Oh my gosh. Um I'm very bad with travel snacks. I need to get better because airport food just you know, don't cut it. Um I try to carry kind bars on me mm -hmm. uh for emergency. Um I have short of flight sometimes that um, where I'm not really hungry, but I will always take the pretzels and the peanuts or whatever they give you mm -hmm. um, and keep those in my bags. Um, try to eat fruit, uh, you know, try to grab like a banana or an apple um, at the airport. But I definitely need to be better about eating while I'm, you know, traveling on the road. Because sometimes like if you're flying from San Francisco to New York, it's like a five hour flight, but there's no meal service. Um, so that could get um, really hard if, yeah. I, if I don't calculate, you know, my meal times right. Sometimes I'm just, I also, flying doesn't make me hungry. So mm -hmm. it's not until like two hours after I land that I'm like, oh my God, I'm Started so hungry. Thing. I don't even know yeah. why. Oh, it's because I haven't eaten in seven hours. That's yeah. why. Yeah. Like you're just famished. And it's also just hard flying when you are really full, right? So yeah. it's also like you have to be picky about the kind of foods that you do eat. Um, I think typically like hummus, um, pita with some, you know, fruit is, is good. Um, dried fruit yeah, I love is, dried fruit. Oh, is good like, for traveling. Yeah. Yeah. But they're definitely like, you know, people tell you that dried fruit is high in sugar. So it's good for like when you're about to go work out. <laughs> so I always think about that. I'm like, well, I'm about to eat this bag of dried mangoes and sit on my butt for five hours. <laughs> But it'll help you chew and pop your ears. So it's, there's some medicinal benefits. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's true. I'm working out in my head. Yeah. 
Um, you do the drive from L.A. to San Francisco quite a bit. And um, I was wondering what are some of your favorite places to stop, if any. Actually, not anymore. Really? Uh, yeah, I used to do the drive when I couldn't afford the flights. And now, you know, I... You just fly? I could, yeah, because I just feel like, you know, six hours is is, is way too much of time. And actually, is I think it's just hard on my back. Yeah. Um, but when I do drive, um, it's my excuse to eat um, uh, in and out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and um, <clears throat> what do you I like to get to, in and out? Um, the cheeseburger uh, with no onions, and that's it. No and fries. sometimes I'll no fries, but I'll indulge myself with a milkshake. Yes, they make a good milkshake. And I um, used to love Quiznos. Oh. So toasted uh, subs, huh? Yes, toasted subs. The chicken teriyaki is so good. Um, but yeah, I would you know also use the drive as an excuse to eat Quiznos. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And then, you know, dried fruit from like the, and more dried fruit. The the you know, the gas stations. Um and Did if you... I'm really craving it, hot Cheetos. Hot Cheetos. Oh my god, I love hot Cheetos. You know, I actually went through like a severe Cheetos addiction, like in in college. Uh like okay. severe Cheetos addiction. And I just sort of like I haven't eaten Cheetos in a really long time uh, around the time they invented the hot Cheetos. So it's sort of like it's it's, it's a food that I haven't gone revisited for fear <laughs> that, that, the, that the floodgates will reopen. Um, so I'd never actually had hot Cheetos. And I don't know if um, is it just that they're are they the same but with some spice or is it slightly different taste? No, no, it's yeah, with some spice. Um, and uh, now there's a variation of hot Cheetos with lime. Oh boy! So you get that kind of you know the the sour kind of craving that that I like. Um, Are your fingers like bright red? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used it's, to... it's what they call the finger licking good. Yeah. Well, I remember like I would like eat Cheetos just by this is probably where the addiction started because I didn't want to get my fingers dirty. I would just open the bag and just start pouring it into my mouth from, oh, straight from I, the bag. I definitely did that two nights ago for the same exact reason. <laughs> and and you know what? I ended up getting a pair of chopsticks. Yeah, that's is that's so smart. <laughs> that is so smart. I did so that I was recently like, with some cheese puffs. It's, it was a hilarious kind of cultural commentary because I was watching Blackish, uh-huh, uh, TV show. Oh, my friend Jeff is on that. He plays yeah. Josh. Yes, um, love that show so much. And, you know, then I had my bag of um, hot Cheetos and was using chopsticks to eat the, the hot Cheetos. So <laughs> this is this is America for you. <laughs> How many pairs of chopsticks do you have, Lisa? Do you have a whole I have drawer? Quite a few. I do. Me too. I have, yeah. Yeah. Do you, yeah, do you yeah. have a favorite pair? Um, yeah, there are these cute ones that I picked up from Japantown. They're um, black and have... Um, cherry blossoms oh that sounds nice sit on top they're very pretty i feel like i need to up my chopstick game because i definitely have favorite forks favorite spoons but when it comes to my chopsticks they're all inherited from my mom or they were like you know free gift bag or wedding um gifts and i don't love any of them that's actually a really cute present like party yeah, favors like, like, for your I, wedding i want like 
like yeah but like I, I you know to have like a nice pair of chopsticks is nice but then they say like you know Eva and Ben forever <laughs> I, I don't I don't need that on my chopsticks when I'm eating I like the ones um I like the ones that you can get at um, uh, different Korean restaurants. The uh, silver ones? Yeah, the They're silver so ones. They're so hard to use. Are you good at it? I'm okay. I like the long spoons. and I, I like, do like the long like spoons. The, yeah, and I like the, the chopsticks. They feel very clean um, to me, very kind of pristine. Like, yes, it's mealtime, you know? <laughs> I wonder like, if a good um, – cho- like there's like, <laughs> like a hipster chopstick company – That'll make. We should um, start one. We should start um, thick dumpling skin chopsticks. You're absolutely right. Maybe we shouldn't write thick dumpling skin on them, though. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, I, I, I'm kind of against like branding something. It like ruins it all. We can put we can put a nice quote on it. It'll, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Hey, guys, <laughs> or let us know if you'll buy these. Yeah. yeah. This little a, imprint this it? Of, uh, of little dumplings. Should we go into the should we go into the chopstick business? Hey, did you ever hear about that rumor my mom told me years ago about like how like <laughs> all the disposable chopsticks were they that were manufactured in China, like there was something bad with that, bad about them. Like that they soaked I didn't them hear in that. some like uh, chemical and then that's why my mom like started carrying around her own chopsticks and she <laughs> carried them around for me too. Oh, yeah, my mom does that too, but more for environmental reasons. I didn't hear that, but um, my mentor, uh, Nobuko, um, as part of Great Leap organization, they did um, have this initiative um, a couple of years ago that um, is about um, encouraging people to carry their own uh, reusable chopsticks just because of how much damage it does to the environment. Yeah, that's um, a great using, idea. Yeah, using... Um, uh, you know the uh, the disposable ones and and like I think they God I forget her name but there is an artist who did installations by using all the chopsticks that people had thrown away. Wow, have you seen that? It, she made these massive kind of installations um, that were beautiful. Her up. Yeah, but it was also just crazy, like how many pairs of you know chopsticks uh, are used. Um, and are just like thrown away. Man. Well, we, we're going to have to wrap it up soon, but I, I did want to end this, um, this interview with talking about since people, I, I don't really talk too much about what we do at Thick Dumpling Skin that much, but you want to just talk about our origin story really quickly about how we met and how we started Thick Dumpling Skin? Yeah, totally. Um, are we coming up on our sixth year? It's kind of crazy. Wait, really? No. I don't, it can't I, be. It can't be six how years. How long has it been? I feel, like, I feel like maybe four years. Okay. Or year maybe five. Maybe four. But um, essentially the story is that I uh, was um, running Hyphen Magazine and was encouraged by our editors to share my own story around um, the struggle with body image and diets and, and all of that. When I was about 18 years old, uh, my mom and I went through this kind of diet camp together where, you know, in like three months, I had lost like 30 pounds. Um, and, you know, I wrote about that journey and just feeling like, you know, growing up being um, this Asian girl that didn't really fit, you know, what all of my kind of Asian girlfriends looked like. Like, I just felt 
so much bigger, so much more ma- muscular, so much darker, right? Like um, the the um, pressures of looking a certain way um, in areas that I couldn't control, I think really affected me and my self-esteem growing up. So I wrote about how I'd lost all of that weight, then, um, you know, gained it all back and then just felt like, you know, such a big loser, uh, essentially, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Um that article was picked up by NPR, um, and I went on for an interview. Uh, our friend Phil at Angry Asian Man shared it. Lynn and read I it. And I heard it. Yeah, it was yeah. An inter- it, was an, it was an audio interview, wasn't it? Yes, it was. And um, through our friend Go Nakamura, who did uh, Daylight Savings with and the, you. And the theme music to this this podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so he um, connected the two of us on, on Facebook. And yes. I just remember getting a message from you and feeling totally starstruck because I'd been following your work. Um, for a number of years, right? And Saving Face is one of my favorite, favorite movies. Um, and then us hopping on the phone to talk about, you know, what what we could do and kind of uh, our kind of collective voice um, could help people who are like ourselves, um, who are feeling that, that pressure and um, expectation of being, you know, a small, petite, willowy, um, submissive Asian woman you know, man or woman. Yes. Um, and how we can help people to reframe the narrative and, and just talk about it because it really wasn't something that was discussed. Um, so, and, yeah. And still isn't something that gets discussed as much as we would like it to be. Right. Of course. Um, you know, just health in general, you yeah. know, in in our community. So, hence Thick Dumpling Skin was born. Um Thanks to you and Abe for coming up with that awesome, catchy name. <laughs> um, and, you know, we got lots of love when we first launched the site. Um, and, you know, it's just uh, uh, we always talk about how uh, body image um, for us is is a lifelong journey. So, of course, you know, there is no end date to what we're doing yeah. um, because both of us, I mean, I, I, I don't know about you, but I find the site and writing about these issues to be really therapeutic for myself absolutely uh, because i'm still just going through it you know well yeah it's like you i don't know if that, that that struggle will ever end it's not like you know with my history of eating disorders the, there's this understanding that like you're never 100 percent cured or recovered you're just sort of like it's always kind of there in the background somewhere and some days it's louder than others and so you do need this um, this place to put it, to put that chatter yep. sometimes. Yep, and yep, so yep. I'm so grateful to have you as my partner in crime. Aw, thank <laughs> you. Likewise. Likewise. Um, Lisa, where can people find you? People can find me uh, on Twitter at RRR, Lisa, RRR. Or Lisa, or, or. <laughs> or uh, folks can find me uh, just on my website, MissLisaLee.com. Um, you know, always welcome uh, people to, to reach out um, via email, uh, via Twitter. Um, and, you know, if you happen to catch me, um, you know, in the streets of San Francisco and Oakland or sometimes even L.A. or New York, say hi. Um, always love hearing from people and getting feedback on what we could be doing better. 
Thank you so much for being my guest. Thank you for having me. And I love talking about food, even though I, I cannot make them. <laughs> well, maybe next time we talk, you'll have learned another new dish. Maybe you'll have mastered the pancake. That will be my, you know what? That will be my goal. That will be my goal. Okay, let's, let's work on that together. I'm going to try to help you 